reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. What a blessing it is to come your way today. I feel very, very privileged to be a part of this great prophetic and apostolic conference. I feel very privileged to be chosen, to have been chosen to be a speaker at this conference. And I want to sincerely and from the depths of my heart appreciate Bishop Kolenyati for inviting me to be part of this conference. I want to say that I greatly admire and respect the leadership you've given to Harvest House and all the affiliated churches. I believe that this conference will add many more cubits to the stature of this great denomination. And uh, I also want to thank Mami, Senior Reverend Mrs. Nyati, for your love, for the care, and for the privilege to feel welcome into the fellowship of the Harvest House Fraternity. And uh, I believe that this, this session with you, with the pastors, with the leaders, and all the communities all over the world will be a great blessing. I am ministering today under the general theme of leadership in difficult times because we truly are in difficult times. And um, I feel that it is possible, it is very possible to, to advance in difficult times. I believe that it is very possible to press on it's very possible to gain momentum in difficult times. And I want to speak to anyone in this meeting who is um, tired, who is feeling worn out, who is feeling the impact of this pandemic, that there are great seasons ahead for you, great seasons in store. And I believe that God is preparing special blessings of increase and enlargement so be hopeful be strong you know square up your shoulders and have have great faith that god is building amazing destinies through your life and through your ministry and as i thought through what to share with you today i i felt drawn to a very powerful chapter in this bestseller, The Art of Leadership, by Bishop Dagwood Mills, my pastor and my father, who 
I believe is worth listening to and worth reading. And uh, I'm, I'm preaching from this beautiful book, um, a chapter which is titled, Readily Embrace New Ideas. Readily Embrace New Ideas. I want us to bow our heads for a word of prayer before I continue. Father, let your light shine in our hearts. Let your hand rest upon us. Let your presence bring into our lives the strength and the endurance we need to advance as an end time army. Let this time in and with and around your word be a special time of great impartation. We thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone, everywhere, shouted, Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now, in difficult times, it's very important to even sometimes analyze what makes the times difficult. You see, sometimes there are difficulties which cannot be controlled like the pandemic we are experiencing now, this coronavirus um, pandemic which has led to many lockdowns and has impacted every sphere of life negatively. I mean, there's nothing anyone can do about it. There's nothing anyone can do about it. So in that sense, um, difficult seasons come that we can't do much about except to cope. Now, sometimes also as leaders and as pastors, we encounter difficult times, sometimes basically because we don't know what to do. You know, it's not so much a result of external factors, but really a certain death of ideas and a certain um, lack of the knowledge of what to do, you know. And sometimes when you don't know what to do, obviously things will be difficult because life has seasons and each season comes with its wisdom. And when you lack the appropriate wisdom for the season, you will certainly run into difficulties. You know, Jesus ran into such difficulties in John chapter 6. You know, John chapter 6, I'll I'll just find it. It's just a a scripture occurring to me right now. I feel that um, it will bless someone. In John 6, if you remember, Jesus um, went over the Sea of Galilee and the multitudes followed him, you know, and uh, with his disciples. But the Bible says that he encountered a difficulty. Now, what was the difficulty? The people who were following him were hungry. You know, sometimes it's important for a leader to, to see, to be able to discern, even from the faces of the people who are around, you know, to, to know that people are not happy. People are down. The morale is not um, great. The morale of the troops needs to be boosted. You know, so 
Jesus, by whatever measure, saw that the people following him were hungry. You know, so, so, so he asked the disciples that, where can we find bread? Because there's a problem now. It's not a problem of what message to preach. It's not a problem of uh, which leaders to appoint. It's not a problem of where to go and do ministry. But now it's a problem of, you know, keeping the morale of the followers up. They are hungry. They need to eat. You know, and the disciples were coming up with all kinds of wonderful ideas. You know, but the Bible says in verse 6 that, you see, what appeared to be a difficult thing was not so difficult for Jesus. It was difficult for Philip. Because Philip said even a year's salary will not be enough to buy bread for this crowd. It was difficult for Andrew. Because he said there's a little boy here. There's a young guy here. He's got some five loaves and two fishes. But really, really, I mean five loaves and two fishes. What are you talking about? These guys are... I mean, 5,000 besides women and children. I'm just on a small crowd to, 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 to use five loaves and two fishes. So all the disciples were at their wit's end. But the Bible says in verse number six, he said, and this he said to prove them, to prove him. For he himself knew what he would do. Beautiful. Jesus himself knew. You see, once you have knowledge, once you know what to do, what is apparently difficult for others seems to be a walk through the park for you. I, 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 I remember, um, I mean, last year during the pandemic, when we were in lockdown and we were having difficulties, didn't know what to do, how to have services, everybody was locked down and up in his home. I mean, to the best of my assessment and knowledge, my pastor, Bishop Dagwood Mills, was having a field day. I mean, many innovations, many ministry uh, 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 innovations came up. New ideas, new ways of doing things. I mean, I could see that this man was having great fun. You know, as, as, as we were struggling because the knowledge of what to do separates you from the rest. The knowledge of what to do will, will, will change you. So when others, no wonder the psalmist said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thy dwelling place. It shall not come nigh thy church. You know, so, 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 so knowledge, when you have knowledge, it actually makes you scale walls. So what appears difficult to others becomes a normal, easy, and very great experience. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to say to you that God has the right panacea for you. That if any, for any reason, you are in difficult times, for any reason, ministry is not yielding its fruits that it must yield, I want to say to you that God has led me into a chapter in a book and I believe that he will speak to you. Readily embrace new ideas. And I'm reading from Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse number 
19. Isaiah 43 and verse number 19. The Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the deserts. Beautiful. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Behold, I will do a new thing, a new thing, a new thing. Ladies and gentlemen, your leadership will be stunted if you are not prepared to embrace new ideas. Yes, there will be a certain stunting of your, of your work, of your ministry, if you are not ready to embrace new ideas. Some of us just will not embrace new ideas. For us, it is as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. Ladies and gentlemen, even the God we use this to describe is a God who does new things. Hallelujah. I want someone to shout amen and a loud amen there. And I want you to know today, you see, that, that you see, as a priest, as a priest, in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 again, the Bible says that because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you that ye shall be no priests. So, ye shall be no priests again means that you were a priest. So, I want you to know that one of the afflictions of the priesthood is a certain arrogant rejection of knowledge. And if you are a priest, you must be humble. To receive knowledge because you know in part. The one from whom you are receiving the knowledge also knows in part. And also must be ready to receive from you. But I, I, it, is, it is intriguing that God says that because you refuse, rejected knowledge. So there is such a thing as the rejection of knowledge. You need to be very careful and ask yourself. Am I rejecting knowledge? Am I refusing knowledge? Am I the type of person who feels that I know it all? You need to embrace new ideas. The world is constantly changing. Old systems and approaches no longer work. Computers have refashioned the way we do new things. Even computers embrace new uh, new ideas computers embrace new ideas in the form of system upgrades there are upgrades constantly being upgraded apps are being upgraded i want to announce to you that you are better than an app if an app can be upgraded may your ministry may your knowledge base may your database be upgraded Seasons change, needs change, and people change. That is why God constantly introduces fresh and new things. Hallelujah. Seasons change. 
Sometimes when people bring new ideas, they are received with disdain and scorn. Sometimes people just plainly laugh at new ideas. And you always have to ask yourself, compare yourself with the person giving the idea. If the person hasn't achieved much, you might just, you know, weigh him or weigh her. But sometimes even people who haven't achieved much can give you an idea. Yes, can give you an idea. That is how Naaman's leprosy was cured. A servant, one of his servants, one of his aides, who obviously compared to Naaman, couldn't have been a greater person. Wasn't great. Was serving him. The Bible says that he asked Naaman, we have traveled all the way from Damascus. I mean, if the prophet had said we should do this or that, why, why wouldn't you have done it? If he says jump into the, the, the swimming pool and bath, please, I mean, try and do this. So we don't go all the way back with your leprosy. Naaman was surprised at the, at the council and he took the council. So sometimes people may not even have done much with their lives, but they have something that will benefit you. And I pray that from today, your attitude towards new ideas will not be that of scorn, will not be that of disdain, will not be that of an arrogant show of mockery, but will be a humble acceptance, a humble acquiescence of what God has for you, that you will agree, you will receive, you will embrace. I pray that today somebody under the sound of my voice, will be ready to embrace new ideas in your marriage, in your ministry, in raising your children, in your business life, in every area of your life. I pray that God, God will touch you. See, we, 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 we as Africans, honestly, haven't done too well. It, it, it's amazing that we were on our continent and somebody made boats. And wanted to explore new worlds and see new things. And we were there till somebody came and said he has discovered us. But the question is, why did you also not make boats to also go there? Why did you also not make a boat, make a ship to go there? Even as, as I don't know about Nigeria... I don't know about Zimbabwe. In my country, Ghana, we still go to sea in dugout canoes today, 21st century. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that today a new idea will, 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 will harpoon you into a new territory, a new ministry, a new dimension, a new, a new, a new, a new realm of ministry. May a new anointing and a new power torpedo you into a place of great blessings. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God is a God of change. God is a God of new ideas. You can't just stick with your old ideas forever. Yes, you can keep them, but you have to add on. The, the American will say, you got to add on, baby. You got to add on. You must have new ideas. You are adding constantly. It makes you advance. The world is being built on new ideas. Everything is being built on new ideas. New cars with new ideas. 
new spaceships with new ideas, new buildings with new ideas, new business ideas. It's time for the church to also embrace something more than just preach and go. How to build a church? There are new ideas. And I want to share with you before I end five examples of new things that God does. Five examples of new things that God does. Number one, God embarks on new projects, new schemes, new ideas, and new plans. God embarks on new projects, new schemes, new ideas, and new plans. I just read that scripture, Isaiah 43 verse 19. It said, behold, I will do a new thing. Hallelujah. As a pastor, it's time to embrace a new project. There must be a new project in your church. There must be a new project in your church. There must be something new. It it simply can't be business as usual. You know, you can start a new church service. I mean, today I have a very buoyant and exciting Saturday evening service. I call it His Presence service. It has turned out to be the largest service I am even uh, uh, pastoring in my church. All my life for for close to 30 years of pastoring, I've had Sunday morning church service, morning, afternoon, evening, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But now, I'm having an exciting time on Saturday. It's a new idea. When we came back from the COVID, I said, wow, let me just, you know, break up my, my church into two let one group come on Saturday because of social distancing and that group will come on Sunday and other services. And it is working. It's, 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 start something new. Start something new. You can start a new group in your church. A new group. One of my uh, senior ministers came to inform me that a new group they have started, Sheep Seeking Ministry, where they just go to the areas where our members come from and find, using data, members who got born again in the church, even joined the church, and didn't continue, fell away. And they, they, they go into specific communities and visit them. They go reach out to them and bring them back. And he said, in just one little town, they were able to bring back 20 new members. I mean, you see, these are things that are new. I pray that you will start a new project. Yes. One of the new projects I've begun in my church is I've started a call center where some leaders come in a room, into a room, and they make phone calls. It's just, just calls. It's like a call center call members, checking on them. They do so for an hour, two hours, and they end. It's something new, something I've not done. I, I see, I, I want us to understand that God even does new things. God does new things. He said, behold, I, God, I will do a new thing. Watch me. You will see that it is springing forth. He said, behold, I, God, I will do a new thing. Number two. Number two, God gives new languages to his people. God gives new languages to his people. Mark 16, verse number 17. 
And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Believers speak with new tongues. Wow. And it is a project. The Holy Ghost comes upon you and you speak a new language. As a pastor, you can actually find out from your church members those who are not speaking in tongues. It's a new language. And make them speak a new language. It adds something to their spirituality. It changes them spiritually. A Christian who only speaks in uh, praise in English or any local dialect is different from a Christian who also can speak in tongues. It's a new language. And the Bible says in Jude verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit, building up yourself on your most holy faith, Praying in the spirit. When you wage war in the spirit, you build up yourself. Let your members speak a new language. Hallelujah. Sometimes I've even discovered that carnal Christians have a way they talk. Yes. I mean, believers who are carnal and worldly, their language doesn't have certain spiritual words. They, when you hear them talking, you see that they speak the worldly lingo. And as a pastor, even spiritualizing members, your members, will change the way they talk. They will, they, they will speak scripture. They will speak the word of God. When they are speaking, you will know that God's word is in their, on, on their lips. It's important. A lot of our members are not spiritual. And you hear it from the way they talk. Earthly wisdom, worldly wisdom, sensual wisdom. But when you, 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 you embark on making them spiritual, getting them to have their quiet time every day, yes. You know, these things don't just happen automatically. No. Every house is built by someone, the Bible says. But God is the builder of all things. But every house is built by someone. Every Christian who is doing well has been built by someone. Every spiritual member of your church who is growing spiritually has been built by someone. We are temples and temples are built by the Holy Ghost. But through the agency of the vessels God uses. I pray. That God will use you to build someone. And I'm saying that when a person becomes spiritual, his or her language changes. It changes. It changes. I've seen it all over again. Over and over and over again. People without a certain knowledge of what to do. A certain knowledge of their work with God. When they settle down into prayer the word of God, listening to messages, regular church attendance, fellowshipping with their brethren. They speak differently. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they knew that they had been with Jesus. 
they knew that they had been with Jesus. I pray today that certain members of our churches will speak a new language. You yourself as a pastor can speak a new language by reading a new book. Yes. I mean, years back, when I started the, 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 I mean, having home sales and so on, I mean, I was so blessed by bishops' books, church planting especially. Then it, it also led me into other books by Dr. Yonggicho, Joel Komiski. And before I knew it, I was using terms that, I mean, were not even known. I had a group called the G12. G12. It was a new time. So I'm, 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 I'm meeting the G12. It was a nice time. And that group of 12 built a very powerful church in the church I previously posted. And I got that term, that word. You see, a new language is some, like new terminologies, new, new, new words. We need them. I got them from Joel Komiski's books. And it was a blessing for me. You know, when you read other people's books, you learn. You learn new things. I want to highly recommend the Macarius Library. It's, it's, it's a very powerful book. I have it behind me here. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a library of 60 books that cover every aspect of ministry. And you see, it looks so nice that you can buy it and just decorate yourself with it. But as I always say, it's not for decoration. Blessed is the man that breaks the seal, opens the book, and begins to eat from its contents. May your language change. May your desires change. May your words change. The next time you stand to minister, may your hearers wonder, is this the same person? Wow! Who is this person? Who has just come into town? May a new book, a new message a new, a new video you have watched of a pastor preaching, may it introduce a new language in your, in your life. Number three, I'm ending. Number three, I'm just giving you five. Number three, God gives brand new instructions to his servants. Beautiful. God gives brand new instructions. Ladies and gentlemen, you must keep giving instructions as a, as a leader because every instruction has an expiry date. Yes. God gives us instructions. He tells us what to do. Today he will say turn eastward. The next time he say go north. He will say settle by the brook chariot. The next time he say go to the widow of Zarephtha. He, he, he gives instructions continually. You can't do today's ministry with, 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 with an instruction God gave you 10 years ago. Even if it's the same instruction, there must be a certain modification. God gives brand new instructions. John 13 verse number 34. John 13 verse number 34. A new commandment I give unto you. Beautiful. A new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. A new commandment. A new commandment. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, as a pastor, there are many new instructions you can give. Instructions you've not given before. Maybe your church is the way it is because 
you've not given a new instruction. Very important. And sometimes you've not given a new instruction because you don't have any idea. You are, you, are, you are bereft of ideas. But there are, there are instructions you can give. The people under you, the leaders working with you, are, are just waiting for you to speak. If you speak, they will do it. They are just waiting for a, for a word from you. You can give instructions to your leaders to reach new areas. Recently, I met my leaders. I said, we are, we are now advancing into new territories. We listed some areas and by the grace of God, we are there and bearing fruits. You can give instructions for the planting of new churches. These are instructions. There is somebody waiting for you to give an instruction. One of my pastors, my senior pastors, who, you know, for certain reasons, wasn't very actively pastoring a church, you know, actively pastoring and building a church and he had done that for many years you know I brought him to my church and I didn't know what to do with him but about a month ago I, I told him now just take care of uh, um, visitations people who are bereaved people who have got certain crises in their lives visit people visit members with special needs and, and already the testimonies the testimonies are amazing. I mean, this pastor could still be sitting in the church doing nothing because I failed to give a new instruction. I pray that you will give instructions for new leaders to be trained. That uh, For the next six weeks, I'm starting a new leadership training school. Anyone who wants to learn, you tell your existing leader, bring someone for me. Each one of you should bring two. Each one of you should bring three. Each one should bring one. Bring someone. I'm going for the next six weeks. I'm training new leaders. They will bring them. They are just waiting. He said, Master, speak. Thy servant hear it. Whenever you come into a place where things are difficult, it may be because a new instruction has not been issued forth. You can start a new choir. Why not? Start a special reggae choir. <laughs> start a special hymn choir. Start a, start a special a cappella choir. A cappella. No instruments. I mean, something new. Something new. Last Sunday, well, yes, last week Sunday, the Lord led me to, um, in the church service, as I was preaching, I called one of my leaders and I told her that she must start a new prayer ministry. What, is, what are they going to do? They are going to be praying during the church service. As the service is going on, as I am preaching, they should be in a room somewhere praying. She must help them in about three or four different groups. And they take them this week. It's your turn. You won't, you won't be in the service. After the service, get the message on the podcast. But you will be, as I'm preaching and ministering God's word, somebody is backing me. This is a new instruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that God will bring you to a place where you will, you will, you will understand this great blessing of doing new things. Embrace a new idea. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four, God makes us into brand new people. 
God makes us into brand new people. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If any man be in Christ. My dear, we quote this verse when we want to talk about the conversion of an unbeliever into the kingdom of God. Yes, an unbeliever becoming a believer becomes a new creature. It's a new creation in Christ. But I want to tell you today that this verse has more to offer us than the conversion of a new believer. There are many heights in Christ. You know, I always say Christ is like a hundred-story building. When you are on the ground floor, you are in the building. When you are in the basement, you are in the building. When you are on the 50th floor, you are in the building. When you are on the 90th floor, you are in the building. All of us are in the building. But we are at different levels in the same building. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to inform you. I want you to understand that in the same way, we believers are also in Christ at different levels. And you can transition from level 20, 20th floor, to 21st, to 22nd, to 23rd. You can keep moving. It's not only those outside coming into the basement who become new creatures. It's also those who are on the 80th floor, moving to the 81st floor, moving to the 82nd floor, who also, and in the same Christ, we can become new. Brand new people. No matter what you've achieved in ministry, you can become unrecognizable to yourself and to those observing you. It's not only unbelievers who become new creatures. Read your Bible carefully. A lot of people who walked with Christ underwent metamorphosis. They changed. They changed. Actually, 2 Corinthians 3.18, from which we have the word metamorphosis, metamorpho. He said, but we all beholding us in a glass, the glory of God are changed from glory to glory. There is a change that comes. No matter the level of glory you have attained in ministry, there is another level of glory. But we all, we all, not just a new believer, the pastor, the reverend, the bishop, the assistant, the, the, the catechist, the deaconess, but we all, we all are changed. We are changed. The next time you see me, you will see a different preacher. I'm telling you, I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. Because God makes new creatures. He makes new things. He changes us. He makes us different. He builds us. The disciples of Christ... They were continually changed. Peter was, 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 was 
dramatically changed from a man, the Bible says, he denied Jesus three times. But ladies and gentlemen, in the book of Acts, when they were confronted with opposition, this Peter, who was hiding at the back, stood up, the Bible says, and Peter, standing up among the twelve, said, ye men, judge yourselves who we should obey. I pray that you will not look the same next year. I'm not saying go and curl your hair or begin wearing funny stuff. When you stand to minister, may the power you exude be greater in, 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 in quantities. Bible says, and they go from strength to strength. All those who come before God in Zion, strength to strength. I bless God for your life that you are a strong leader, but there's another level of strength. God makes new creatures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, I I, I realize that my leaders were, you know, they were not really singing the worship songs well. My new leaders. So I'm I'm starting a new new teaching service where I don't preach from the Bible. We are just going to learn songs. Yes, leaders. So that when they go to their home cells and their area fellowships, they can also impart. So suddenly you are, you are going to see leaders who didn't know anything about new songs and worship songs now becoming very, very, because singing is part of your spirituality. It is. Today's generation of Christians don't know much about worship, Praise good songs. They don't. They can't tell quality music from bogus music. But singing is part of your spirituality. The Bible says in Ephesians, it said, "Be not drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit." And the next verse says, "Singing to yourselves in psalms, hymns." And spiritual songs. So singing to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs have a lot to do, has a lot to do in you becoming a spiritual person, being filled, being filled, singing, worshiping makes you a full Christian, filled with the spirit. There can be a better way to know a person's spirituality than to even see not just a person quoting verses. But a person who has spiritual music. So may we change the people under us. Yes. From boring preachers to great preachers and teachers. From people who are indifferent to the presence of God. To ladies and gentlemen who just love to be in God's presence. We need new creatures. New people who have never existed before. There can be leaders who have never, now in my church, we have leaders of online ministry. All they do is just online. They go online. And they they came up during the pandemic. They, 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 They win souls online. They reach out to people online and bring them online when there's a, when there's a service. And it is, it is, a type of ministry that you can also do. I pray 
that God will let you raise leaders who are totally new and who are being advanced. Even existing leaders can be transformed into better leaders whose type has never existed in the church before. Finally, God makes new agreements and he issues fresh calls to service. God makes new agreements and he issues fresh calls to service. Hebrews 8 and verse 13. Hebrews 8 and verse 13. In that he said, a new covenant he hath made, the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. Hallelujah. A new covenant. A new covenant he has made. The first one is old. We must have new agreements and issue fresh calls. We must call new leaders. We must make ordinary members of our churches into new leaders. That alone will move you from difficult times to easy times. Because a church with 20 leaders is different from a church with 200 leaders. Yes, a church with 100 leaders is different from a church with 1,000 leaders. I pray that you stretch out your hand and call new leaders. And they will know they are leaders. You must let them know. Yeah. Many who are called will never know they are called until you tell them they are called. Eli told Samuel, God is calling you. God is calling you. And the next time you hear the voice, say what I'm teaching you to say. Say, Master, speak. Thy servant heareth. It is Eli who taught Samuel how to respond to the call. If I had not met Bishop Dagwood Mills, I would have been a doctor in a polyclinic sharing paracetamol. But I thank God for a pastor who helped me to see that there was a call of God on my life. I owe it all to him. I pray that somebody in your church will one day be wearing a collar, will one day be building a church, and all of it will be attributable and traceable to the day you sat down with her, the day you sat down with him and told him in his face or her face that there is a call of God on your life. May new ladies rise in ministry. May new men rise in ministry. Call people to be instrumentalists. Call them. In my church, I have a training school. I'm I'm, I'm now actually building up an all-female band. All-female. By by the grace of God, next year, they'll be in church playing. All-female. Keyboardists, instrumentalists, drummers. I, I saw it somewhere and I said, why, why not? Why not? It's a new idea. It, it, it keeps you going. It keeps you going. So, so I pray, my dear friends, that you will embrace new ideas. Number one, God embarks on new projects, new schemes, new ideas and new plans. Number two, God gives new languages to his people. Number three, God gives brand new instructions to his servants. Number four, God makes us into brand new people who have never existed before. And number five, 
God makes new agreements and he issues fresh calls to service. Try something new, my dear friend. Try something new, my brother. Try something new, my sister. And I want to leave you with the words of the general called Joshua. In Joshua 14 and verse 12, he said, Now therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord speak in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord has said. Give me this mountain. Give me this church service. Give me this town. Give me this village. Give me this city. Give me this young man. Give me this young woman. Give me this new group. I pray today that what is difficult, like Jesus, will become easy because you know what to do. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you. I would like us all to rise to our feet. Everyone rising to your feet. And let's lift up our two hands. Before I even pray, I want you to just pray in the spirit. Just, just, just water the word with, with, the, with, 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 with prayer. Water it with prayer. Madiza kata. Ikinosi minhandia. Blagasuta, Shodnikina Masuta Liabe Katwaba, Latiasi Kimole, Ande Kidabosa, Ande Kidabosa Malida, Kragaza Kragaza Tala, Ime Toleba, Ime Toleba, Nukalia, Masunteka, Masunteka Maluga, Adigabo Gagigaba Zandala, Braga Batakatapa, Indelebos Tabrima Keka, Twama, Mandia, Sukataba. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. I commit my hearers to you. I pray that they will scale the mountain and take the mountain. I pray that that which lacked luster will become colorful, shiny, and bright. Let that which was wilting become willing to go up. Let that which was fading become rich in color. Bless your servants. Give hope to the one who has lost hope. Let one who didn't know what to do and where to move become enriched with a new vision, a new word, a new plan. Thank you that your voice echoes continually and let them whose ears are open, hear what the Spirit is saying. We thank you. I thank you for the ministry of Bishop Colin Nyati. Thank you for his wonderful wife. I thank you for the Harvest House Fraternity. I pray that your blessing will be with them. Build this church to an even greater denomination and let many come to take shelter on its branches. I bless you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And we trust that we shall meet again. God bless you.